0: Sometimes phrasing and fill ideas can become stagnant or we are uninspired in creating new improvised concepts. So I invented a game called Simon that I've been playing with students at all kinds of levels all over the country for many years. And it's a great way to start to develop not only phrasing but also some coordination, independence, and strength, endurance, speed, all kinds of things come out of this exercise. Let's check it out. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 69. Thank you so much for tuning in and for your support. I really appreciate it. If you haven't yet, please leave a rating on the iTunes podcast um, store. And if you feel like leaving a review, that would be awesome as well. And as always, you can reach me at drummantra at gmail.com. And you can also find Drum Mantra things on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, drummantra.com. And that brings me to another thing. I would love to invite you to check out the brand new free masterclass that I just put together called Five Exercises That Will Make Are Guaranteed to Make You a Better Drummer. I really feel like these exercises help round out um, drummer skills. We look at timing, uh, reading, phrasing, what else? Coordination and groove. So check that out at drummantra.com slash masterclass-invitation. Drummantra.com slash masterclass-invitation. Check that out. Or you can just go to drummantra.com and there's a button that says Masterclass. Click on that. It'll take you into the world of the five exercises guaranteed to make you a better drummer. Check it out. Join us on this journey. And I look forward to working with you there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this lesson. This is an interactive lesson, so this is something that you can sit down at the drums with and go right along with me if you'd like. Otherwise, enjoy listening. Okay, talk to you at the end. Today I want to share an exercise with you that is a lot of fun. Everyone that I've done this with loves it. I've done it at colleges. I've done it at clinics. I've done it at rock camps. I've done it at jazz camps and it works for everybody and it's fun. And you can even mix different level players on this. We could have a, like an intermediate level middle school player and a, a college level player, and they're gonna find common ground in this exercise because it's all about following each other and creating a pattern that neither person knew before they started the exercise. I call this exercise Simon, and if any of you have done this before, as soon as I say Simon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But the, I don't know if you remember that old game Simon where it was like a red light, a green light, a blue light, and a yellow light. And a green light would light up and then you'd have to hit the green light. And then it would go green, yellow, and you'd go green, yellow, green, yellow, red, green, yellow, red, etc. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. I've limited the drum set to a five-piece drum set. So kick, snare, two toms, two cymbals, but I've I've ruled out the cymbals in this particular example because i wanted to isolate just the toms and the snare and the bass drum so what is going to happen is i want you to be at your drum set headphones on you can have your phone or your laptop or whatever you're watching this visible make sure you can hear and what's going to happen is i'm going to play a note and then you're going to copy it and then i'm going to play two notes and you're going to play the exact two notes with the exact limbs that I use. So if I, for instance, go right, left, left, right, you have to go right, left, left, right. You can't go right, left, right, left, or left, right, left, right. So you have to, the rules are you have to do the exact same stick or foot that I do on the drum that I do. And we're going to keep adding until we have eight notes. Okay, so let's just go ahead and do that part of it. I'm gonna play, you're going to answer. I'm gonna play two notes, you're gonna play the same two notes. I'm gonna play three notes, etc., cetera, all the way up to eight. So let's give that a try first. Oh yeah, at the end of our eight notes, I'm gonna play all eight, you're gonna repeat all eight, I'm gonna play all eight, you're gonna repeat all eight, and then we're gonna get into the exercise portion of this. All right, here we go. Okay, now that we have that pattern down, and I'm just telling you right now, that pattern was invented in the moment that I was filming it. So it's not a preconceived pattern. And that's the beauty of this. You can do this with a friend with two drum sets, and one of you is Simon, and one of you is the person who copies Simon. And you just swing your arm at whatever you hit, and then add something to it every time. And I've done this I've literally done this for 20 years, at least, and I have never seen a repeated pattern. It's the craziest thing. I mean, when you include two symbols and also using your left foot, which I've eliminated for this particular one, it's it's almost infinite. I mean, I literally have not seen a repeated pattern. So anyway, let's take this pattern. It turned out to be, uh, let's see, what was it? Kick, snare, tom, floor tom, snare, kick, snare, floor tom. We're going to take that pattern and we're going to play it as eighth notes eight times in a row. Here we go. Okay, now that we've done eight repetitions, and you may need to do more than eight repetitions, maybe you've done it a couple times, because now we're going to speed it up. We're going to do it twice as fast, so we're going to turn them into 16th notes, and we're going to play the same eight measures worth. so we're going to play the pattern 16 times this time. 16 times in a row as 16th notes. All right, you ready? Here we go. Okay, now that you've done the 16th note version and all those repetitions, 16 repetitions, it should start to feel comfortable. You should kind of have a handle on how it works. Now I'm going to throw you total curveball and we're going to go into eighth note triplets. So we're going to play this eighth note pattern as eighth note triplets. We have to play the pattern three times in a row for it to equal two measures of four-four time. So we want this to last eight measures still. So we're gonna to have to play this 12 times in a row. The eight note pattern 12 times in a row as eighth note triplets will equal eight measures of four four time. I hope that makes sense. The eight note pattern played as eighth note triplets. We're gonna play that eighth note pattern three times in a row to equal two measures, but we wanna play eight measures. So we're gonna play it 12 times in a row to equal eight measures, okay? Here we go. crazy, huh? Even though you've done the pattern a bunch of times, I'm sure it felt a little awkward to play an eight note pattern as triplets. Because usually if you're playing triplets, a six note pattern, a 12 note pattern, those kinds of things resolve cleanly within the beats. But an eight note pattern, it takes a while for the resolution to come back to the beginning. So downbeats are falling at different parts of the pattern. And even though physically your body can do it, your mind is saying, What is this? What is this? Why is this not making sense? So, I want you to really think about that. And I talk about this a lot. A lot of times, the physical motion is not the thing hanging us up, it's our perception of what's going on. Our mind is so used to hearing things resolve at certain places in our personal playing. And when we throw a curveball to that part of everything, we can become confused at what's going on. So it's interesting. The body knows before the mind knows a lot of the time. And just be aware of that. Think about that concept for a while. Think about how your mind is functioning and how your body is functioning and how you can build muscle memory and repetition and your body starts to understand a pattern. But as soon as you put it in a different configuration a different framework it might feel uncomfortable or might feel like it's gonna fall apart that's because your mind is trying to categorize it in a new way and it's not understanding it something important to think about anyway okay so let's move on now to groove and fill so we're gonna play three measures of time completely simple time and I think it's important to play simple time I used to let the students do anything they wanted as their groove and then play the fill, but I started realizing it's very difficult for people to play very simple pocket groove. So I am requesting that you play like I'm playing, and the groove is boom, cat, boom, cat, boom, cat, boom, cat. We're going to do three measures, cat, boom, and then the fill. Boom get, doom doom cat, doom cat, boom boom cat. we're gonna do a three measure groove and the one measure fill as eighth notes So we're gonna do that whole thing eight times. 32 measures. Okay? Here we go. Okay, great. Now that you've done that, we're going to do it again. Except now we're going to play the fill at 16th note. So you're going to play the fill twice in that final fourth measure of each phrase. Are you keeping that pocket simple? And I'm not talking about your version of simple. I'm talking about one, two, three, four. Be very cautious and very aware of you playing. And wanting to do something extra, wanting to do something, anything extra, is not the assignment. And yes, it's great to be able to improvise, and, it's, and that's why we play music to express ourselves. But it's also important to have focus and discipline and intention. Boom, cat, boom, cat. It's a very challenging tempo, and it's a very challenging assignment to only play one, two, and three, and four. Make sure you're doing that. That's super important. Super important because we're trying to train our mind to have focus, patience, and discipline. And then the fill happens. We're going to do this whole four measure phrase eight times. So it's another 32 measures of playing, three measures of time, one measure of fill, twice as fast as six. their 16th notes this time, playing them twice. Here we go. Okay, you guessed it, now it's time to do the same thing again, except triplets. The eight measure phrase as eighth note triplets. Now remember, earlier I said you have to play the phrase three times in a row for it to equal two bars of time. So now we're going to play two bars of time. back into it. So two bars of time, we're going to play that eighth note pattern three times in a row to equal two measures. And that whole four bar phrase, we're going to do it eight times again. Here we go. So now let's go to the final exercise for this portion of the lesson. There's a lot more that we do with this, but I just want to give you this chunk today and then we'll probably go deeper in a later lesson with having to do with left foot coordination with this pattern that we've created. But right now what I'm going to do, and I've done this with tons of students, is I'm going to give you an entire form and you're going to follow the form. You're going to follow, follow this formula that I'm going to lay out for you right now. The fill is always going to be 16th notes, which means you have to play the fill two times in a row to equal one measure of time. Okay, So you're going to play three measures of time and then one measure of 16th note fill. Then you're going to play two measures of time and two measures of 16th note fill. Then you're going to play one measure of time and three measures of 16th note fill. And then you're going to play two measures of time, two measures of 16th note fill, and then three measures of time and one measure of 16th note fill. It's just a way to start having to concentrate for a longer period of time. Keep track of where you are. Understand the longer form of this whole thing. So see how this goes for you. Okay, Here we go. Okay, excellent. I hope this was enjoyable for you, and I hope that you got something out of it. I made that pattern up in the moment that we were doing it in the beginning of the video, and so it's something I've never done. And if you do this with somebody else, they're going to make something up, and then playing it with a person is so much fun. Doing it in real life with two people, it's so much fun. And you can, of course, extend it. An eight-measure phrase is just equals one measure of eighth notes. You could do a 16-beat phrase. You could do a 12-beat phrase and make it triplet-oriented. It's limitless, but the thing that I love about it is because you're doing one note at a time to create the Simon game, one note at a time keeps you from defaulting into something that you've already worked out. Especially if you're trying to kind of mess with the person that you're doing the game with. You might go, bop! Ding, ding, boom, bop. I've seen, I've seen kids, uh, a lot of times it happens with the younger kids where they, they, try to, they try to just get all over the kit because they think it's funny, but then all of a sudden you're playing the groove and you've got to do it like 16th notes. And it turns into almost an athletic event, which is so cool. First of all, because the creativity is like, where did this come from? but when you speed it up, you start to hear this other new little shape within this random selection of notes from the instrument. So I love this game. I've been, like I said before, I've been doing it forever and everyone just has such a fun time with it. And I hope you do too. And like I said, we can go further with this and we will, where we're going to start incorporating left foot movement with this fill. So this fill just continues. It becomes an ostinato and we start doing things with the left foot. It's a lot of fun. That's not for today. This is for today. I wish you all the best. Happy practicing. Talk to you soon.